Hello and welcome. We don't have a podcast yet. Uh, they told us that they were just giving them away. They said everybody can have a podcast. They you said a, a group podcast. a group of white men is a podcast. And <laughs> yeah. we looked at each other and said, I guess we're a podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's more to it than that, brother. Yeah, before that we were a bowling team. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that a podcast is better. We I'm beginning to think we should have become a subreddit. Yeah. That that would have Yeah. I don't know. So, so do subreddits have their own shirts because podcasts and bowling teams do. Ooh. I bet there's some. There's probably also like I mean I mean there's some subreddits where shirts aren't allowed from what mm-hmm. I hear. Can we get like uh could could we have the first super reddit? Oh. <laughs> it's like a it's like a mothership that just absorbs reddit into it. Mhm. But what else? What was the what was the one that tried to when reddit started banning so, some of the more problematic groups, somebody tried to start a new website that was just reddit but with more uh, racism and revenge yeah. pornography. More more of a uh, didn't read it. Yeah. We all have blind spots, right? Something that when people bring it up, you're like, I, uh. yeah. And I'll that tell you one of mine. All of the time. One of mine is the uh, hit song Despacito. Well, uh, y- I feel like uh, you're in good company right now because it's I've never I've never heard Despacito and it occurred to me the other day I saw someone mention the song Despacito and I was like I know about that song right it's got Justin Bieber in it I think it's at least partially Spanish but I've never had that song go into my ears before. But what happened then is that I started to think about Despacito or what I, what I imagined Despacito to be this concept, this, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this ideal Despacito. And I became much like Neo in the matrix, a prisoner within my own mind Uh where my, my brain was like, we got to get Despacito stuck in our head, but we don't know what Despacito sounds like. And so this past Tuesday, I was walking around the house all day by myself. And I and I'm, just picture, if you will, me, I'm just wearing Crocs and sweatpants, eating reheated leftovers and just singing out loud to my dogs and cats. Just like Despacito, why don't why you? Why did you eat that burrito? <laughs> yeah, and now it's filled up your speedo <laughs> like a brown stinky flood. Ooh, it's a hot one. Yeah, and it's coming out runny. Now you're walking all funny with your pants full of mud. And I think that maybe I could release that and call it Despacito and and it would be different enough. I don't know what Despacito means. 
it's uh must have been third year Spanish, whatever. I'm, I'm not really sure. Somebody who uh, shit their pants from a burrito. <laughs> I think I I'm in the clear. Justin I, Bieber cannot come after me for this one. Uh, my Despacito uh, story is that the year that it was the song of the summer. I'm going to guess 2018 or 2019. I listened to it and I was like, huh? I mean, I guess that's all right. But it, it, it did not hit me in any strong way. And I immediately forgot it. And I know I've heard it since, but it's one of those those songs that washes over me and, and I, I, I don't clock it. Probably it kind of because, sounds like a lot of other songs. Yeah. And I feel like it was too late. It 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 should have come out at the same time as like that uh Black Eyed Peas Shakira song. Is that Hips Don't Lie? Yes. Where uh, Shakira sings a bunch of stuff about uh, dancing or whatever, and then uh, Will I Am is just literally doing like Spanish phrase book. Como se llama? Mi casa, su casa. Yes. Donde esta la biblioteca? Yeah. Felt like it should have been from that time. But what do I know? Nothing. I think it's a song about diarrhea. And 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 you think that it's uh, to the tune of the Eagles hit Desperado, like yes, I did originally as well. How could you not? Somebody somebody sat down, and I think that's why I immediately forgot. I was like, this has nothing to do with Desperado. <laughs> to be honest, I couldn't tell you the lyrics of desperado either i just know the melody i know the first two lines if desperado mm-hmm. counts as its own line i think it does it's a stanza why don't you come to your senses you've got to let somebody love you that doesn't rhyme you've got to let somebody love you know yeah yeah oh all hey, right but but the 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 main thing is that it, it it's it, isn't it the song that is, is it Elaine's boss makes it his theme song in Seinfeld? I thought it was her or, boyfriend. Yeah, because... it's, it's somebody with with Elaine. It's like their signature song, and and she needs to find her signature song, and and she suggests, oh, she it's oh boy, witchy now, woman. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, folks. Yeah. To the Seinfeld recap podcast. I believe that the plot is that. Elaine is dating a guy who says that Desperado is his song, but then it can't be their song. It's his song. And then Elaine wants it to be their song as a couple, but he won't, he won't allow it. He says it's just for him. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's what And happened. And then she suggests witchy woman <laughs> be their yeah. song. I think also her boss then says that Desperado is his song later. It comes on. I just remember the end of the episode ends with someone going to the hospital in an ambulance and the EKG machine is beeping and Elaine hears it. And in her mind, she hears, ooh, witchy woman, like over the (laughs) beep, beep, laziest guitar riff of any song. 
And okay, uh, this I I looked up the the lyrics to Desperado because I was like, I know it's Desperado. Why don't you come to your senses? And then I was like, I think the next line of that song is, "You've been out riding fences." It is okay. I thought that's stupid. What does that even mean? Riding fe- like just I picture a guy just getting his nuts crushed. I, I think he's no riding reason. a horse all, along a fence looking for holes in it so that cows or horses can't get through it. And here I was just picturing a guy racking his nuts mm-hmm. on barbed wire. That could have been a good song too. Throw in a little bit about diarrhea in your pants. For some reason, uh, the Eagles shied away from writing songs about diarrhea, which uh, I I think it was a mistake personally. But then also their greatest hits record is the best selling record in the United States of America of all time. So. Perhaps we should steer away from diarrhea. All right, I'm just looking at a. Uh... Looking at the names of the Eagles songs to see if there's any that could be about diarrhea. Life in the Fast Lane. Ooh, take it easy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they were on so much cocaine, you know that they have a lot of diarrhea knowledge. Yeah. It would be a shame if they didn't somehow covertly put it into one of their songs. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Those shoes. You should move oh, those them shoes, unless they, they I had get to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. They got, <laughs> <laughs> diarrhea went down my pant legs into those shoes. No more white shoes, only brown shoes. Mm-hmm. After the thrill is gone. That's definitely the cocaine diarrhea song. Mm, yeah. Really not a lot of uh not a lot of titles that you could uh, easily misconstrue as being about diarrhea. That's a shame. What are some songs that you think could be? Hmm. 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 And if you're listening and you you have a song title that could be about diarrhea, write into us at we don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com. Well, I don't I don't think there's a song called the Hershey Squirts. That that was the the first thing that I I, I was trying to find. Uh Oh, what about Landslide by Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, that could be, could be. It's tough. Yeah, and, and it's it's really making me uh, uh, realize that uh, it's not just the Eagles who are trying to steer away from it. Something that's so it's central almost, to all of our lives. I feel like it's almost, this is American music's blind spot. And as children, we have songs about diarrhea. You know? Mm-hmm. We have that whole one that's all baseball stuff. Yeah. And and that one invites you to uh, keep making up new verses. It's It might be the last great American folk song. Mm-hmm. It, it just it's passed belongs. down through an oral tradition. Yeah. It's freak. I, I don't know that I ever saw it written down. I got I I got an idea for a podcast. Oh sure, let me hear it. Are you still Are you still doing diarrhea research? I was, but I'll stop. I you know this is something that I'll probably just dedicate the rest of my life to. 
Let's do it. We'll do. All right. So here's what we'll do next week. We'll do. This is the beginning of a new segment Mm -hmm. on the show called the diarrhea report. Fair enough. And I'll, and we'll have, we'll have an intro music for the diarrhea report and it'll be a, a quick segment every week before we get into the uh, podcast ideas. Okay. But this is my first idea for a podcast. This is called Therapy for Men. Oh, okay. And now I've heard online that that, that there's a whole litany of things that men would rather do than go to therapy. I I completely believe that because uh, I've run across this in, in my own life. Friends and family where, where I'm like, Try to convince them to do it, and they won't do it. <laughs> All right, asshole. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. It seems like it. It. it it's not an entirely off base, but at the same time, it seems like the concept of men not going to therapy has has kind of become a cudgel, where anything that a, a fella wants to do can be decried as an excuse to not go to therapy. So what we're going to do, and don't tell the ladies this, but we're just going to, we're going to make some of men's favorite stuff into therapy. So we can keep literally doing baseball or writing, uh, writing angry letters to the newspaper. But, we're going to get licensed as therapists and, and uh, we can do these things and, and justify them as therapy. Yeah. So then the next time somebody says to you, you need to go to therapy, you can go, I do. I go to therapy for men. Yeah, that's right. I go and pick this fella up and we go mudding and he just talks to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go out and we throw rocks at a train. Uh-huh. Yeah. We get all our sillies out. And then we come home to our wives refreshed and renewed. Mm-hmm. This, this guy will go anywhere men. you want to go. He'll go to the strip club with you. Yeah. You know? Ooh, strip club therapy. Yeah, I mean, he's partial to top golf, but uh, you do have to pay for his bucket of balls. What if, what if you did like Hooters therapy? Like, not. Not therapy at Hooters, but the Hooters of therapy. Like you find a way to make it. Uh, well, then so I think I would want to go to to Endless Wings Days therapy. <laughs> it, you know, I don't want to pay for every single little wing I'm going to eat while I'm, uh, you know, talking about my mother. Just yeah, just talking about your mom to uh, talking about my mom, you know. A- Tight white T-shirt with giant bolted-on hooters. <laughs> I'm gonna keep keep my craw is uh, stuffed full of chicken meat <laughs> as possible. <laughs> Your mouth just covered in yeah. hot sauce. Yeah. Just and and that's the only reason tears are running down my face. These motherfuckers are hot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's perfect too. You have an excuse. I'm not crying. I ordered the. I ordered the. The wing, the challenge wings. Yeah. The retina blisterers. They should also have like a, some kind of achievement badges for therapy for men. Oh, yeah. 
it's like like the sort of thing when you play a PlayStation game and then it shows all your friends like oh Nathan just defeated the final boss oh i, I was thinking like a uh, a combination of a uh, a boy scout badge sash oh yeah it's not no, that we'll give- cool but like a leather jacket that has all kinds of patches all over it or a, or a jean jacket that has all kinds of patches over it very manly maybe we do like a physical like a challenge coin that you get but then also we give you like an nft that you can post on the internet that says like finally confronted that thing that happened with my uncle when we went camping <laughs> all right another idea you how about like a multi tool that starts out empty and we oh. give you tools to snap into it and you're like this you know little set of pliers uh represents that that you've uh confronted your your fear of heights and uh this little knife uh represents that uh you've uh confronted your fear of death and uh the the little tweezers that's that's your molestation and etc <laughs> the little tweezers are for your tiny little micro dick <laughs> you can use them to jack yourself off <laughs> therapy for men i think it's a good idea we could it's it's listen people love to take a thing and then make it into another thing and 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 i think that the time is right to take a thing like the man show which nobody nobody wants anymore yeah yeah uh, but we uh, give it, it feels like, like jimmy healthy... kimmel has spent uh the past five years uh just apologizing for it <laughs> <laughs> We bring it back, but now it's about exploring our feelings. And we can still have the 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 juggy ladies on the trampoline and the and the beer. But we we sit down and we rap about our feelings too. Okay. I, I'm gonna just go ahead and say that the, the, the juggy ladies on the trampoline is probably not not a <sighs> Not the best idea to, to do now, even though it would still be very, very popular. I just don't think it would be the audience that we're looking for. Listen, we'll get juggy ladies of all sizes and we'll celebrate diversity. I think we might have to get uh, floppy guys as well. Hell yeah. Yeah. Bring them, bring them along. It's just, a, just a room full of trampolines. <laughs> I mean, there's men who are into the floppy fellas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should they should be able to come to therapy for men. This is all types of men, not just the. Maybe we'll do some that are for the wimpy guys too. We'll do we'll do a whole episode about getting a sand kicked in your face by a bodybuilder at the beach. Yeah, we'll have the bodybuilders and the the dweebs and bring them together and. Have them talk it out instead of just kicking sand in their faces and then uh, building some sort of elaborate prank at university to uh, sleep with their girlfriends or whatever they do in the Revenge of the Nerds movie. Is it Charles Atlas that that had the uh, bodybuilding program uh, advertised in many old comic books? Yes. The the, the sand kicks in the face of a 90-pound weakling. 
Yeah. I think he lived to be like a hundred. I well, think I his mean, system worked. His system, it I don't know that he ever was the guy who got sand kicked in his face, though. So maybe the secret well, is that's, to be that's the bodybuilder. That's the, the thing about everybody at one point in their life that that is over 90 pounds at one point in time weighed 90 pounds. And, it, you know, most people got a friend that you can say, hey, hey, I'm going to use this later. Just kick some sand in my face. I promise I won't get mad. It's 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 for a thing I'm going to do later. It's true. I just I just had a check, and uh, the largest baby ever born weighed twenty two and a half pounds. So, yeah, there was never a baby that weighed more than ninety pounds. <laughs> <laughs> just had to make sure. Okay. okay. Although twenty two and a half pounds, wow, we. That's a. This kid is a absolute unit. There's a yeah. picture of him, and. How long was was the term? <laughs> Did he stay in there for like a full year? <laughs> he came out with a little uh, with the yarmulke on, and they just uh, immediately bar mitzvahed him. <laughs> yeah, that's therapy for men. Okay. What do you got? Uh, well, both of my ideas have uh, little connections uh, to therapy for Ooh. men. I'm trying to decide which one I want to do. I'm, I'm going to go with the the long one with the fancier title. Beyond the Valley of the Action Figures. Okay, Beyond the Valley of the Action Figures. Yes, which uh, is a movie called Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, but uh, these aren't dolls, they're action figures. Uh, by by, by fr- fragile masculinity dictates that, that you refer to them as such. But I was thinking at first that that this could be somewhat of a fragile masculinity podcast. But but since mm-hmm. uh, since your idea uh, went that way, I think I'm going to make this uh, just an action figures podcast. Ooh, yeah, just men will literally do an action figures podcast instead of going to mm-hmm. therapy. Maybe 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 they later on. Maybe we we mix these together a little. Chocolate and the peanut butter. Hell yeah. But anyway, as far as action figures go, uh, it used to be something I enjoyed very, very much. And I I haven't really uh, dipped my toes back into the action figure water in a while. And it feels like uh, there are just too many Funko Pops that, that... they don't hit me the same way. I don't want them. I don't like how they look, but I love action figures. And I'm thinking beyond the valley of the action figures, possibly this could be about action figures of people that don't normally have action figures. Ooh, which, uh, you know, that's, yeah, go ahead. There's a, you know, there's a whole market for that where you get like the, you know, what's that? What's that catalog? Accoutrements? Is that what it's called? That has I, I, like the Jesus you, you, action figure and the Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the yes, I whoopee cushions and stuff like that. The, and those and are, a lot of uh, like Sigmund Freud has yeah, one. and yeah. William Shakespeare. They always mm-hmm. sell them at like the local uh, independent bookstores. Yes. They'll have like, oh, look at this. It's uh, it's kind of the, it, it, I mean, it's not 
our generation's time has come and gone. But for us, and I think maybe this was kind of a late Gen Xer thing too, was the ironic action figure. It was our version of the, uh, like the Spiro Agnew watch, you know? And if anybody out there has a Spiro Agnew watch that you're looking to sell, I would love to own one of those. Or the Henry Kissinger one. A- anyone in Nixon's orbit. <laughs> but uh, what, one one figure I, I can think of to, to look up, uh, the screenwriter of the Beyond the Valley of the Dolls movie, Roger Ebert. I'd love to have uh, Siskel and Ebert action figures. I'm sorry. It's... Roger Ebert wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dolls? He wrote the screenplay for the movie of it. He didn't write the, the novel. I was not aware. Did he, he get to review that shit? It was, he was actually a screenwriter before he became a, a film critic. Uh, but he primarily worked with Russ Meyer, who is uh, famous for... Uh, hiring the actresses with with the largest breasts. Hell yeah, therapy yeah. for men. That's right. Bringing it back around. <laughs> you know the thing, the thing about action figures is that I know I know people who still are into action figures, but I never see them play with them. Yeah, at, at at a certain point, uh, it becomes uh, a a a collector's uh, game and not a uh, game of, of 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 pretend anymore. Yeah, I mean, I get like I get wanting to collect Funko Pops. I I don't I don't agree with it. When I uh when I talk to our friend Brian, who. Uh, owns a comic book shop and he talks about how popular the Funko Pops are. I'm like that, uh, like that Adam Sandler whitey character from that, one of his albums. Who's like, yeah, yeah. Spencer's gifts. You seem like a nice person, but, uh, what you do is disgusting. These things don't even have arms. They move around. They've got no points of articulation. My primary love of action figures was making them, like, just creating stories in my mind with them. Mm-hmm. Either that or setting up complex dioramas. You know, I'd get all the G.I. Joes out and I would create a moment in time, that a battle where things were happening all over my room. There was a guy with a sniper rifle up on the bunk bed. And I'd build a little like uh, outhouse and have a guy sitting in there having a shit. Unbeknownst to him, here comes Cobra Commander in a three-story tank, about to run him over. Yeah, I re- I remember I had uh one of those uh big spindles of kite string, and I mm-hmm. would uh tie the the kite string around the arm of my action figures, and then tie it up somewhere high so that I, I could have them swinging around. Ooh, yeah. Zip lines. Set up zip lines for mm-hmm. G.I. Joes. G.I. Joes had the rubber band holding the top part of their body to the legs and you could so twist you them around. And detach and them they... so you, you could be like, he lost his legs! <laughs> We're doing this one! 
<laughs> I can't think of any G.I. Joe's names. I was not a big G.I. Joe uh, cartoon guy. Oh, Just let's see. There's barbecue. Too, too, too young. Too old. There's uh, yeah. Wild Bill. Mm-hmm. There's, I think there's one called Hawkeye. There's one called Mainframe. I remember Mainframe was the first G.I. Joe I, I got as a kid. And he came with uh, a little computer that was like a briefcase computer. And then he had a backpack with a, it was like a backpack walkie talkie with a little phone. Uh, and my dad kept calling him lame brain instead of mainframe. Come on, dad, get it right. Come on, dad. Also, I don't know why, but when I received this GI Joe, he was not in the package. Suspicious Christmas present. GI Joe was. Well, maybe, maybe dad's boss's kid didn't need all those damn GI Joe's. (laughs) Maybe one this of is a mystery I'm going to get to the pocket. bottom of. It was mainframe, the G.I. Joe action figure, with all of his accessories. He had oh, okay. like a 9mm Beretta, the, the suitcase laptop. He had a helmet that popped on and off of his head. And then a uh, motorcycle with a sidecar. And it, it was already assembled, and it was not in the box. And, I, and I'm just now realizing that something strange must have happened. Maybe my dad took it out of the packaging to play with it. And if he did, good for him. I don't do that. I don't play with action He didn't work anymore. at a store that sold them by chance, did he? No, but he was a middle school teacher, so perhaps he confiscated this from a kid <laughs> and just gave it to me for Christmas. And, and and then he was like, okay, if you want to avoid detention, bring me that briefcase computer tomorrow. Yeah, I need I need the helmet and the Beretta and the briefcase computer. <laughs> and if you have a small vehicle, then you'll pass my class. I would love to just explore trying to get back into the things that made me love action figures. And I still have a bunch of them. Yeah. I got I, I, loads of old G.I. Joes and Star Wars figures. I think I would be probably into what's generally on offer to an extent, but I would like to, I'm a big movie fan, and I, I would like action figures of not necessarily action movies. Ooh, yeah. You know? There, there are some amazing comic book figures, and, and I do do love love all of that. But if I could get like the cast of Boogie Nights as an action figure set, or yeah, Ethan Hawke from Snow Falling on Cedars, <laughs> and he has a grappling hook gun. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another Look one. Look out, Ethan really Hawke! It's Max von Sydow. <laughs> I don't know. I, if I was going to get an Ethan Hawke uh, themed action figure, I'd want the boyhood ones. Where, where there's a little switch on the boy's back that makes him grow. Oh, fuck. It could. Yeah, it could be like uh, Stretch Armstrong. The boyhood action figure. What's that guy doing? Huh? He made one movie. Well, I mean, it takes 14 years for him to make a movie. I, we, we got a little time left before we yeah. get manhood. 
manhood. Yeah. And it's just him jumping on a trampoline with his dick flopping up and down. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, he cries All because right, I got... Ethan Hawk dies. <laughs> yeah. Not in a hospital bed, neither. They had him run over by a chariot. All right, I got I got another idea here. Okay. This one's called Nut Gallery. So, you know, like the peanut gallery, when people say, oh, well, well we heard from the peanut gallery. Some people think that uh, uh, that we should be giving raises out to you all. Anyways. Well, the peanut gallery got me thinking about, uh, you know, that old show Night Gallery? Yes. So then this is kind of a, it's a new take on Night Gallery, but it exists in the Peanuts universe. So these are all shocking okay. tales of the supernatural. Which, uh, Peppermint I mean- Patty and... Linus, yeah, Snoopy. We 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 get to to find out what the nature of that uh, notorious kite eating tree is. That's our episode one right there. Oh, and this is great for spooky yeah. season. Nut gallery. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're gonna have a great pumpkin episode. Uh, what 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 mysterious force uh, uh, causes uh, Charlie Brown's clothes to fall off when when when, when he misses uh, the football, kicking the football? Oh my! It's some sort of a, a sexual ghost. Mm-hmm. Going. And right, what yeah. about the 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 Daisy Hill Puppy Farm, which must be the MK Ultra of the Peanuts universe? It's where the. the- yeah, the boys from Brazil. Yeah. All of these dogs look exactly the same, and they're capable of much more than any other dog you've ever known. The only one I can think of is the... Is his name Prickly Pete? It's Spike. Spike. His Prickly uh, Pete is the name of the horse that George Costanza claims he owns. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> of. <laughs> We're we're inadvertently doing a Seinfeld episode here. I didn't yeah. mean to do that. Nut gallery. Yeah, and if 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 we uh, made action figures of uh, the Peanuts characters, it'd be really easy to sell all of the uh, Snoopy and his uh, family because we could use the same molds for all of them. It's just like Spike has like a little mustache. Mm-hmm. I think that. His parents just have like bags under their eyes. <laughs> yeah, they're just shittier versions of yeah, Snoopy. Just, yeah, it, it's just a little more paint on the Snoopy figurine. It's Snoopy's dad is just Snoopy if he uh, had to, you know, fly a bomber over Korea, which Snoopy did. He was a World War One flying ace. I guess he's probably seen some shit that he doesn't want to talk about. And we, we take the little Snoopy World War One flying ace character, the action figure, and we, we have him talk about his feelings from the war. Therapy for men. We've done it. Synergy. We've combined all mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have another idea for a podcast? I do. And I, I think we're going to be able to uh, include this one as well. It's called Excuses. Excuses.
So this is excuses, excuses, but with exclamation point. Exactly. Uh, a lot of times uh, when, when, when people uh, say, say that phrase, there, it's a little bit of a downbeat. And this is an upbeat one uh, because this is a podcast where uh, people call in uh, or, or write in and say, I've got this specific problem. I'm not sure exactly what to say. Hey, guys. Please help me get out of this. And, and we try to come up with a custom excuse for them that is going to hold water. Oh, excellent. I'm great at this. I can, I, I, I can be like, oh, we have to pause the recording for a second. My dog fell down. <laughs> yeah. But then really, I'm, I'm just going out to, to do heroin. <laughs> don't tell anyone <laughs> I come back I'm all sleepy on the podcast yeah. excuses what's a good I mean there's there's the tried and true methods the if you're a lady I have my period mm-hmm. excuse yeah. uh, I'm if, talking about for work yeah, I, yeah. not not sex Although maybe if your boss is pres- is sexually harassing you, I have my period is also a good excuse. Yeah. Although that's probably not the, the route you should take there. You should probably be more straightforward and uh, even potentially threaten litigation in that situation. Don't just blame it on the moon sickness. Uh, diarrhea. Diarrhea is a good one. Everyone gets at least uh four grandparents and uh as long as uh you, you move on to a different job they can die again mm, yeah you get four four grandparents per job you can even get away with if you play your cards right a great grandparent or two yeah depending if on you're... your age and uh also uh so, some people you know you you, you Maybe maybe you got a stepdad and, and and you're closer to him than your real dad, and his parents acted like your real grandparents. So that that gets you six. Maybe that mm-hmm. happened uh, uh, with your mom. Maybe 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 uh, maybe when uh, your dad and your stepmother got divorced, your stepmom was like, uh, "Can I keep your kid too? Can I? Yeah. Can I have that one?" And he was like, "Sure." And so that's even more grandparents that can die. So I think that we need to explore the upper ceiling of the number of grandparents that you can have die at a job. (laughs) So you've got your maternal grandparents. That's two paternal grandparents. If you if you plan this out, well, maybe grandpa dies and then you just start, you know, you come back and they're like, oh, how, how are you? How are you doing? How are you holding up? You know, and you're like, well, granddad was a very, uh, very special guy in my life and uh, in all of our lives, even grandma. But, you know, she's she's moving on. She's started dating this guy. <laughs> and he, he's almost like he's become another grandfather to me. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I think you could probably get, I mean, my, my own grandmother just 
for example, you can get three good grandpas out of one grandma to get out of work. Do you think that it's a, is it, I mean, everybody was talking and uh, looking at her uh, scant ways uh, that uh, grandma brought her new boyfriend to grandpa's funeral. But do you think that they also were talking behind my back because I went and played catch with him (laughs) outside the funeral home? He took me to the go-kart track. What what was I going to do? He he was like, let's go to the batting cages. And I was yeah. like, can we wait until I, I'm supposed to be a pallbearer here? I don't know. It was a whirlwind of fun. I missed the funeral. And at the end of the day, you know, he told me he was my new peepop. And, and what, what are you going to do? He, he said, look, I'm not going to stop eating these nachos. If you want some, you got to get over here. You got you got to get over to the batting cages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you got you got your own grandparents. We'll say you can probably get away with six grandparents if if you're sowing those seeds of oh you know my grandparent who survived is is getting remarried. Uh, you can you can get away with I'd say four great grandparents is the most. Nobody's going to believe that everyone in your family is blessed with super longevity, and yet somehow they're all dropping like flies all the time. On top of that, if you're in a relationship, those grandparents count too. You can be like, oh, I got to take off work. You know, my girlfriend's grandparent died. But again, this is, you got to sow those seeds. You got to. I would suggest. When whenever you're around the elderly, take pictures with them. They love taking pictures. They'll take yeah, a picture with you and yeah. be like, "Make sure I get one of those." So then you make a, a, a an album that that that's just a, a a fodder fodder for excuses. Yeah, here's a picture these, of these, me. You know, I like to keep my quiver full of uh, possible dead relatives. This is a picture of me. This is a picture of me and uh, my grandfather uh, that he just passed away. And I have to go to his funeral. As you can see, we were uh, we were very close. This is us. He, he came with me to Comic Con one year. And I know it looks he looks a lot like Peter Cushing, the actor who played Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> If you got a picture with Peter Cushing at Comic-Con, you definitely need to use that picture to try and get out of work one day. Just say, this is a picture of my grandfather. You have and, to be careful. Uh, uh, he though. died. And Star Wars is very and, popular, and a big Star Wars fan is going to know that Peter Cushing died a few years ago. Mm, yeah. And then when you get caught, you go, you're far too trusting. <laughs> you may fire when ready and they'll just they'll hit the deck you just get the hell out tender your resignation before they can fire you so you can collect unemployment yeah. or just uh, uh use your force powers to choke them to death yes i find your lack of faith disturbing <laughs> say that to your boss all right i got another one here what do you got oh wait no yeah, you, we got to go to the Podtron. Yeah, this we do. Is not, this is not my idea. It, 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 I almost it, it, took credit for a Podtron idea. Okay. 
All right. Folks, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence that we trained by giving it a list of the most popular podcasts in the world. And it digests that information and then poops out little nuggets of new podcast ideas that it thinks maybe could be hits that we can use as a jumping off point for our podcast. Ideas like Freak Down. Okay. So this is like, uh, it's basically the word breakdown, but with an F instead of a B. Freak Down. That's true. I don't know. I didn't go there immediately. I went to hoedown, a hoedown full of freaks. <laughs> I mean, it could be that too. It could be all kinds of stuff. It could be like Freak Nick, but a hoedown. Mm-hmm. Has that been done? Hillbilly I... Freak Nick? <laughs> Has it been done? Someone tell me. I need to go to Hillbilly Freak Nick. <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing. I feel like it hasn't because I haven't been there. If listen, but, uh, right around if this time, freak year Nick happened, you know I would time. be there. <laughs> would be the perfect time. Oh man, just all those think just like a hayride. That's a like a a, a fucking hayride. <laughs> I'm just realizing that the gathering of the juggalos is hillbilly freak Nick. Yeah, you're right. That's totally what it is. God damn. We need to go to the gathering of the juggalos. Yeah. Every year I'm just making more and more excuses. Oh, my grandfather. Do you think like when we finally get around to it in our in our our golden years that the the gathering of the juggalos will be just as it was? Or do you think it will have slowed as as we slow? That's a good question. Uh, Are the juggalos reproducing are there new juggalos oh hell Is yeah the they're juggalo- reproducing but you know <laughs> i i would imagine if you had juggalo parents you you there's a chance you grow up to be a juggalo but there's we're ra- we're raising him juggalo yeah it, it's it's gonna be like uh what, what's the michael j fox sitcom with the with the old hippie parents and michael j fox is a young republican Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely. I I think that there are probably a lot of juggalo parents with young Republican children. They're just yeah, juggalo parents, and then they, you know, I I was cleaning your room. I wasn't snooping around, but then what's this? I found a sunny day real estate record under your bed. <laughs> are you some sort of soft emo? No, mom and dad. I swear. Whoop whoop. Don't lie to me. I'm just I'm I'm worried that yeah, that the juggalos might not might not have the staying power. You know, that's like like the Grateful Dead, huge following, but it's it's mostly aged people at this point. Yeah. There's not if if, I mean, if they if 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 it hadn't ended, I think that they were doing a good job at, at getting new fans. I've known a lot of people my age that were into them and when when did they stop touring finally sometime in the mid 90s they're technically still touring they just have john mayer as the leader of the band now but but they're just the dead now and not the grateful dead 
Yeah, right. they are they're completely ungrateful. Yeah, yeah. They're just a bunch of sniveling <laughs> little millennials. <laughs> the entitled dead. They come out and they do Terrapin Station and then they order a $15 avocado toast on stage. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they have a song. This song's called Why Can't I Own a Home? I'm just worried that that's what's going to happen when we finally get to the gathering of the juggalos. We're like, uh, we're rolling in on wheelchairs. We've, we've, uh, we're stealing valor. We've dressed up as Korean war veterans and we're just like, you don't understand back in my day. The the juggalos were uh, confused about magnets. No one even (laughs) knows what we're talking about. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's how I hope it is. Will Coolio be here? Does anyone here remember Coolio? But well, like I, I, I want it to be. I want there to be new young juggalos. I, I don't want to go to it and 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 everybody be my age and they're like, we don't remember you. Oh, Tila Tequila! Now she gets my blood boiling. Oh. Where, where were you back in Ot Seven? Like, not too far away from where this is held. I totally could have gone. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Sunny Day Real Estate. Yeah, I mean, that's the real danger is that we'll become like old people who have existed now and in the past uh, who play up their role in uh, important moments in history. We'll be like, we were there. We were, we were part of the uh, people that were throwing feces at Tila tequila. <laughs> we made a difference in the world. A lot has changed since then, but uh, back, back then uh, it made a lot of sense to do it. I mean, my, my closest, my, my closest uh, connection to actual juggalo legitimacy was that as a kid, all we had for soft drinks was Fago. We were we were poor and we didn't buy name brand sodas, so I grew up on that moon mist. I I've had it. I, I also grew up on off brand sodas, but uh I I was uh treated to the Vess sodas, which I'm not even sure exist anymore. The Vess? V E S S Vess. I can see why it doesn't. It doesn't have a appetizing name like Fago. I don't know. Like it, I, I always thought that it kind of sounded like the the noise that it makes when you crack into it. Like it, it does sound sort of effervescent. Effervescent. Oh, vests. Vests. Yeah, I can see that. But I, I, like, I, I have not seen a vest in over twenty years at this point. So. I, I would say that they are uh, no longer a thing and definitely yeah, since... never had like a, a, a clown hip hop group uh, uh, touting them in any yeah. sort of way. And maybe that's what you needed to. Survive. They needed to get, you know, Bjork, the official <laughs> soft drink of Bjork, Vess Soda. Hello, it's me, Bjork. <laughs> I love Vess. She has like a can specifically made to make her look tiny, like one of the borrowers, <laughs> and she's drinking it. Oh, I love this. That's that's a, another uh, action figure that I need. 
the Bjork action figure. Yeah. Comes with, with a, the, a giant can of soda. <laughs> giant can of vest soda yeah, and the yeah. swan dress that mm-hmm. it like just clips onto. I one of my favorite action figures that I had as a kid was I had several there this is a formative thing in my life is that when I was 12 years old, my house burned down on Christmas and it made the front page of the newspaper. And so everyone in town bought me Christmas presents one year and I got so many toys from things that happened in 1994. I got all of the hook toys I had like Rufio's sword growing up. Oh shit, that's awesome. But I also I had all of the last action hero action figures. Nice. And one Both of, them, of those it movies was are underrated. The the Arnold Schwarzenegger action figure from Last Action Hero was so fucking cool. <clears throat> so it's Arnold. Now there were multiple different Arnolds, but the one that I loved was it's Arnold and he has a trench coat that's two pieces of plastic front and back of the trench coat that clip together over his body. And then when you scre- squeeze his little tight jeans and boots legs, his spring-loaded arms shoot out and it busts the plastic trench coat off of him. And then he's holding a badge and a gun. <laughs> it was a great toy. Just. An all-timer. Anything where you squeeze the legs together and something happens is a great toy. Anyways, that's Freak Down. What do you got? Female criminology. Ooh. Which I, I, I feel like uh, most most of uh, most of your criminals are men. Uh, so we I've, I've I've watched a lot of crime, true crime television shows even read some true crime uh literature but maybe maybe we see how how the other half commits crimes oh i was thinking that this could be an exploration of how they how they solve crimes that too or yeah or study i guess i don't know that they're solving the crimes no one doesn't seem like anybody's really uh killing it in the crime solving sphere as of late, whatever yeah. happened to the old, your mat- matlocks, your Columbos nowadays. That's true. Everybody's just like, well, even like the most popular of shows is like cold case files. These are the ones that we just, uh, we shrugged at. I, I, I guess think it's we'll be- wait. because, uh, in in this modern age where where we have all of these tools to catch people it's 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 more fun the old way it's true you know they're they're the 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 game has swung too far in, into the uh the the court of of law enforcement we need we yeah. need to we we need to give those criminals a little bit more of a chance give them a head start we should they should reboot Columbo, but make it one of those copaganda shows. It's, it's you thought I was going to be like, oh, but he's he's solving the crimes. And no, nope, he's 
not solving crimes. He's just bad at it. He's as bad at his job as he seems like he is. Which he you see is what like, you get like with, Columbo, with this new Columbo. Columbo tonight on an all new Columbo. Columbo has to investigate a, 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 what Antifa terrorists threw a garbage can through the window of the downtown Panera Bread during the <laughs> protests. Oh, yeah. That's what it would be. That's just that's just my idea for Columbo. I'm not saying I agree okay. with his methods. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to try to uh, come up with a girl Columbo. Girl Columbo. Yeah. Columba. That's how they say it. Uh, south of the border. Columba. Columba. I Columba. <laughs> Greenlit. Just, just off of that. It's a thing now. <sighs> I would watch I Columba. And it's and we get the girl from iCarly, but she's doing female Columba. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> God damn it. Do you have another one? Oh, I do. And this one I have chosen for you. Oh, okay. This, you'd be taking the lead on this one. This is called Game of the Only Child. That's a very internal thing that doesn't really have a set of rules. I, I, I mean, mean, this podcast could take a long... Well, I guess that's what you're going for with the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I had three siblings growing up. And I now have four children. So I've never known the game of the only child. I, I only briefly had one child. But it was too soon in his formative years for anything to matter. He was literally just like a squirming grub for most of that time that he mm-hmm. was an only child. He's never known, never known the life of an only child. And and uh, same for me. I I have maybe like two or three memories from being an only child before that was dashed upon the rocks of siblinghood Mm -hmm. well i mean it's 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 sort of like being a soldier of fortune you know you know no allegiances you're like a ronin you 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 uh you, you you engage in relationships only to uh fulfill what needs you have at the time and uh they're severed uh Without any, any any sort of regret, most of the time, mm. it, it would be a dark podcast. We only children. We aren't to be trifled with, and uh, I guess I could let you inside uh, behind that veil. I I no. would probably be. Uh, I, I I couldn't go to the conventions anymore. I'll say that, but you know. It's a, it's, we're all on our phones the whole time anyway. Okay. I, now, while I never knew the, that idyllic life of the only child of, of getting the entire budget blown on you at Christmas or, uh, uh, you know, 
being able to uh, go on a vacation to a hotel that has like a ensuite or something like that. I don't know what goes on in the life of an only child, but I, I will say that I was a very weird and reclusive child. And I did spend a lot of time alone so that I do have some experience in like just the lonely games, you know, games you play by yourself. I, I've, I've got a lot of experience there. And uh, also uh, a, as an only child, I, I made a whole lot of friends because I, you know, a lot of lonely games, a lot of lonely time. Uh, but you want to have friends, but then like you, they're not forced upon you. They don't live in your house. Yeah, so I, I was sort can... of the the friend slut of my neighborhood. Oh, like I was yeah, best that... friends for like three month periods with just about every kid my age in the neighborhood. I would I would just and then just drop them. Like there were and the, and... multiple times my mom said like. This this kid's mom called and said that he's been crying and said you don't want to play with him anymore. And I'm like, yeah, he's boring. I, you know, <laughs> I'm friends with Tyler now. Fuck Nick, that kid's boring. That happened more than once. <sighs> New kids come to town and they don't have any friends, and somebody's like, you know what? You're in a new town. You're starting over. Time to get some notches under your belt. I hear, I hear AJ Estes <laughs> yeah. will befriend anybody. Yeah. He gets around. That Estes boy gets yeah. around. Just, just set just, you up just, on just play Just tell him that, that your parents will take take him to the, the mini golf, and, and, and he's good to go. <laughs> yeah. I if actually. Go for the go-karts, you know. Just He'll don't. come running. Listen. Just, just don't. Don't get lured into the batting cages with his uh, step grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now i i would I would spend a lot of time alone as a kid. I like alone time. Still, as an adult, like to just get away. Just I'll sit on a milk crate in my garage and just sit there sometimes and just enjoy the solitude. And as a kid, I you know I I would probably have my action figures out and be coming up with the next six episodes of uh, Star Wars or whatever. But a thing that I'd love to do as a kid, and this kind of is like a game of the only child, was I I always wanted to, for some reason, I got myself a little money. I I had like a part time job, and I uh, went to the store and I was trying to figure out what to buy with my money. And when you're a kid, you're a dumbass and you know, you just you pick whatever seems like the most obvious choice. And so I bought Monopoly, the board game. And then no one wanted to play it with me. And so what I would do was I had a big walk-in closet and I set up the board in there and then I would surround the board with stuffed animals. And I would be like, now, Pogi the polar bear, he's very stingy. I'd set up a different character for each. Miss, miss Fred the dog, he's very generous. 
He's not going to like take your money if, if, you know, and then we would play the game and it would take weeks sometimes just me and all the stuffed animals spending my summer vacation inside the walk-in closet in my room, occasionally leaving to do science experiments, uh, which were, uh, pouring my deceased grandfather's weird Avon cologne bottles into an anthill to see what happened. (laughs) I I think we had very like my my monopoly was I had a, a an atlas of the United States and I made up an imaginary baseball league where every single state had ten teams and I made up uh, team names for the ten largest cities in all fifty states and came up with like a imaginary baseball league in which I kept track of who had won what, and uh, this was just me throwing a tennis ball up in the air and hitting it with the bat in my backyard. <laughs> and and the, the the Avon down the ant hill was more, uh, I uh, had stolen one of my mom's Bic lighters and uh, had figured out that her hairspray was flammable. <laughs> it's oh, just yes. flame Flamethrowing things. That's the game of the only child. You yeah. got one more? Sure, I do. Uh, this one is called Paul Final Warfare. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is there any punctuation in that? Nope. It's just the name Paul and then Final Warfare. Okay. I don't know well, what Paul has to do with this, but. Uh... I believe that's the Apostle Paul. Okay. Describing. Seems the final like more battle. of a Saul thing than a Paul thing. Well, no, the warfare is the is the Battle of Armageddon, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Paul's okay. final warfare. I don't know. What do you think? There are a lot of people named Paul. It's a first and a last name. Ooh, it could be Ron Paul. Could be. I mean, uh, could be uh, uh, celebrity Rand chef Paul, Paul Pardon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could be Jake Paul. Ooh, Logan Paul. Those guys are in the in could the, be the boxing Paul, and MMA Paul now. Sure. Paul Oakenfeld. Eh, I'm out of Pauls. Paul Paula Poundstone. <laughs> yeah. Well, could be a Paula. It's Paul it's it's Hmm. I'm trying to think of other Pauls now. Maybe it's all of them. Paul Bunyan, maybe been he's summoned. the. Oh, Paul Bunyan, Final Warfare, and we get the guy who plays Hopper from uh, the Stranger Things. Yeah, to play Paul Bunyan. Yeah, but it's Paul and, Bunyan and in the in the Battle of Armageddon. It, it it's it's sort of a spiritual sequel, The Wild Wild West. the The bad guy has uh, created a handgun. That is Paul Bunyan sized. <laughs> Wait, Paul Bunyan's the villain. Yeah. Well, he's been brainwashed. So so what we gotta do is break back, like convince him, like, stop shooting all of our stuff. We're yeah, and we're we're playing the roles of uh well, it would be kind of like the short round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. We're we're uh, Paul Bunyan's little Helper friends. That's right. 
But the, the bad guy has a Paul Bunyan action figure with the handgun, and he's going pew pew pew. <laughs> and we got to beat the shit out of that kid. <laughs> Just shooting major cities with his giant Paul Bunyan handgun. Each bullet is the size of a skyscraper. Paul, no, Paul. Oh, Paul Newman. Maybe could we get like. That's like a Paul versus Paul in there. Paul Newman shows up, challenges Paul Bunyan to an egg eating contest. <laughs> Ooh, as many eggs as Paul Newman can eat. I think that uh, Paul Bunyan can eat even more. Maybe, maybe the rule is that Paul even Newman. Even more than Marlon Brando, if you can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Paul Pot. That's another famous Paul. I don't, I don't think... That... <laughs> he was just mad because people kept mispronouncing his name. He's, he's a Paul. <sighs> All right, here's what we got this week. Here's our options. We got Therapy for Men. Beyond the Valley of the Action Figures. Nut Gallery. Excuses, excuses. Freak Down. Female Criminology. Game of the Only Child, and Paul Final Warfare. Oh, I think we got uh, too many winners this week. I, th- I think we uh, blew too much on this week, because there are like five of them I would do. I'm, I'm just going to say, whatever you want to do, as long as it's... I, I get one veto, but I probably won't okay. have to use it. Well, I'll go through, I think... I don't like Paul Final Warfare. Yeah, that's the worst like one. It's too esoteric. Freak Down, I feel like that one also. I want to go there very badly, but I don't I don't think we have a way to make that into a good show right like right at hand. This is controversial, but I think therapy for men. I think that one We'd have to have a willing participant, and that yeah. would be very difficult to find. Yeah, I don't know about therapy for men. I like Nut Gallery, but that's kind of a... We, it's an intensive one. It's one that we would maybe need to write, but I think we, we could spitball that one. But it, it's it's a little esoteric, but I've read a, a shit ton of Peanuts. I used to buy all those Fantagraphics. Peanuts compendiums. I've, I've I've read a shit ton of peanuts. As I looking at this list, the one that I like the most is excuses. Excuses. I really like I really like the idea of excuses, and I think that we've only scratched the surface with the grandparent uh, clause. There's plenty of other excuses out there. Okay, I'm happy with that. All right. Well, folks, you heard it for here first. Excuses, excuses is our podcast. And if you want to hear it, you can go to patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. Sign up to support the show and you'll get access to excuses, excuses, as well as every other future podcast that we might end up doing, as well as something like a, a hundred and fifty bonus episodes locked behind the paywall. that You can only hear if you sign up. So go there now, please, please go there. I've got, I've, 
I'm being crushed by credit card debt. <laughs> I like fancy things. I've 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 gotten a taste for for the finer things in life, and I can't come back. I can't. I, just I can't go back. There are underwears that that have like a hole in them for your 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 junk to go in, and they feel nice, but they're more expensive than the paper shorts I had been wearing. Oh, yeah, we, and we didn't record that part, but yes, AJ just purchased himself some fine underwear, and he can't go back to the Hanes. He's got the kind with the pouch now, folks, and there's there's no turning back from that. So what we need you to do is go to patreon.com and sign up to support the show. It's better than Netflix. I think I think that it's finally time to say that. The We Don't Have a Podcast Yet Patreon account costs $5 a month. Yeah. And gives you more content you want to listen to than Netflix. I think it's safe to say it. We're coming out. We're better than Netflix. And also, we've got the guy who did The Haunting of Hill House as our third mic. He'll be here next week. It's it's like the best reason to have Netflix. We got him. What a coup. We got him. He's ours now. And he's writing The Valley of the Juggalos. That's the new season. (laughs) Beyond The Valley of the Juggalos. (laughs) Battle for the Planet of the Juggalos. Uh, thank you for Excuse listening, me. folks. Also, write a review of us on iTunes. Help spread the word. This podcast has been going for nigh on three years, and none of you have written a, a review of it. Shame on you. I'm Nathan P. Woodard. I'm Andrew James Estes. Have a good night.